Yo, what up? It's your girl, Kilowatt. I, uh, I am driving to go get Braylon. I just got off work. Happy Thanksgiving! Technically, it's still mass genocide, but I'm not going to deny myself a plate of turkey. I think it's kind of a bullshit holiday. Honestly, it, it uh, I don't personally favor it. I used to love it until I realized what it was supporting, and then I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm still going to be able to get behind the whole gratitude thing. I can get behind what I'm grateful for and things that I'm, you know, happy to have. And I think that that's sort of what it transitioned into. But all things aside, it, it it's sort of like how the police started out. Like they were, it had a malefic intent from the, from jump. Like initially the police were uh, established to hunt down runaway slaves. <laughs> um, and then continue to discriminate um, against minority groups in order to keep them down. So, you know, to incarcerate them and shit like that. So when I think about Thanksgiving, it just sort of puts a a taste in my mouth. Um, I think about the Trail of Tears. I think about Jefferson. I think about fucking my sister's mom being in one of those schools and it's, it wasn't that long ago. It was like fucking 30 years ago. So get the fuck out of my face with our country. So goddamn great. Cause it's fucking not, it's really fucking not. I just watched two, two cars, two police patrol cars, uh, kick these two homeless men out of setting up camp for the night outside of a Rite Aid in the Selwood district. Um, they didn't really give any reference as to why they couldn't set camp up there, but they just said, you can't, you can't sleep here. I don't care where you go. The reason why they said that is because they don't have any place for them to go. That's why they fucking said that. (laughs) I don't care where you go, but you can't go here. You can't sleep here, but where the fuck are they supposed to sleep? They found that, you know, that those motherfuckers like walked around trying to find the best area and where they were going to camp was like actually not in a bad spot. It was right next to the ice machine. So it was in an enclosed space with, you know, their tarp and, and they weren't doing anything wrong. Like they, they were pretty well organized and the cops just came up and they're like, you can't fucking camp here. I don't care where you go, but you can't camp here. You can't sleep here. Um, they don't care where they go because there's no fucking place for them to go. So let them be humans. It's fucking Thanksgiving. And, and you saw how well they planned, coordinated and unpacked their shit. I mean, they were very organized. It was actually quite impressive. And, uh, (laughs) they said, okay, well, you know, you guys try and enjoy the, the rest of your holiday. And I swear to God, I just wanted to fucking flip that guy off. At that very moment in time, I was just... I get, you know, like, we all have jobs to do. But there has to come a time in your career where you ask yourself, am I doing the right thing? It's fucking Thanksgiving holiday. And these two people who've probably been brainwashed by society to buy into some fucking idealistic lifestyle with fucking 14 people around a table praying and giving thanks... Um, we don't get to all have that cookie cutter lifestyle motherfuckers. And so these poor two guys, like I've watched people all fucking day be depressed and it makes them actually the idea of what a holiday is supposed to be, right? 
An idea can ruin a beautiful experience, okay? I had a guy get on my bus and he's on his way to fucking Friendsgiving and he was like, you know, if it was just me, uh, I'd probably just like go get a pizza or something. You know, I don't really actually like turkey. And then, uh, but he did, he said he got kind of sad that he didn't have anybody to spend Thanksgiving with. And I said, listen, dude, you're just a guy on his way to go hang out with friends and you're supplementing, you know, what you would prefer to eat to appease them, uh, which is cool. But also, you know, like you're, you're kind of a cool dude. Like you're trying to, you know, not offend your friend who made the turkey. Uh, but you know, you're making an exception because it's a, a supposed holiday and you're, you feel sad today because you don't have anybody, but the reality is you don't have anybody 365. So when suicides happen or spike around this time of year, I think it's fucking pointless because it's everybody that bought into the bullshit. Everybody that believed that their life was less than okay because they didn't have A, B, and C and to match some fucking commercialized idea of what a holiday should be. If you want to, if you want to spend this holiday or the the good intentions of this holiday as opposed to supporting mass genocide of the native people and their culture. If you want to, if you want to focus on the positive holiday, positive aspect of this holiday, it is a day where we can be grateful. And while we should be grateful 365, we're not. And sometimes it's good to just pay attention to that. Now you could go ahead and do the reverse of what I just suggested And apply that to, well, I could be sad that I don't have anybody, but I could, you know, I could be sad that I don't have anybody 365. Well, maybe you can use this day as a way to ask yourself, well, I don't have anybody, but what do I actually want? Like you can use it as a day of self-reflection. Like what am I looking for in a partner? If I don't have a partner, if I want to build a family, if I want to establish connections so that I have a place to go during these holidays and festivities... What would one do in order to maintain and uh, construct a network of people that they care about? If you're somebody uh, like my passenger, Johnny, who's, um, he's got, um, he's mentally handicapped to a certain degree and his sister was his caretaker until now she's, you know, getting old and she can't take care of him. So now he's in a, in a facility um, and he's a cool fucking dude. He's got a lot of personality and he wants to socialize, but I could tell he was also sad. He didn't have a sister cause she was in the hospital and I know that they're close and he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go back to my facility. But he was going canning like he does every night. Um, and props to fucking Johnny for being consistent as fuck. I love consistency, man. And this dude, he's consistent as fuck. He's got a schedule. He gets off at 36. <laughs> He's got that courtesy stop at the crosswalk. He got his yellow vest and his radio. And he's jamming out getting cans. And I fucking love that guy because he does it. He goes, he makes a quick round and then he grabs the cans and he goes back to the facility to have dinner by seven. Every fucking day. Okay. And so Johnny said like, oh yeah, like, did you have dinner with your family? I said, no, I'm working. And he goes, oh, are they all having dinner without you? Like he was pretty fixated on the family dinner thing. It could be a means for conversation. 
Um, and I said, no, I actually don't have a lot of family. Um, I did, but I don't anymore. And my daughter at least is, you know, enjoying herself. My son's in the same boat as I am. Like we just don't have a lot of people. And he goes, oh yeah, I only have my sister. And I was like, oh yeah. And he goes, yeah, but she's in the hospital. He's like, so I'm just gonna grab dinner and eat at my room. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, hon. Like, and he seemed sad, but at the same time, he changed the subject. And he goes, but my sister said that uh, that she's called my my caseworker, my social worker, to see if uh, if I could be a part of a group where I go out with other people like me and we go do stuff. And so he's networking. Okay, he's used his sister as a point of contact to communicate for him if he couldn't. My version of networking is just getting married. <laughs> I just realized that my version of networking is getting in a relationship or getting married. And when I get in the relationship, I become friends with all their friends. Because I don't know how to build that. I don't know how to sustain that. Because I'm very... Like Brent always told me, you have to text people. You have to communicate. Like I think one of the main reasons why me and LFC are besties is because she understands that I don't text very well. Like I'm not, I don't check in, like I care and I want to know how you're doing and I miss you, but it just doesn't occur to me to fucking do it. And, and, and then I get overwhelmed with work and sometimes I just can't fucking social. And I think, uh, my friend James and Lisa, they both get it. They both fucking get me to the T. And so that being said, my version of networking is getting in a relationship. And I think that's one of the main reasons why right now I'm, I'm learning to facilitate my own personal relation, my own personal relationships and friendships without having a partner. This is probably the first time in my life I've ever done that. Cause even when I was in high school, I would find like one dude that I was solid with, and then I would have him introduce me to people. And it was easy for me to find dudes to do it because they like a pretty girl. Like, it's easy. Uh, Adam Rasmussen was one of them. He introduced me to the Teeter Twins and, you know, Trevor and all that. So I just, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm weird. And I think that I understand Johnny to an extent. Like, he's weird too. Like, we got some shit. We got weird things about socialing, you know. And we do get lonely. But I don't think that... It's something we should get depressed over because I noticed more so today that there were, there were a lot of people that felt like they needed to meet some criteria and then they were like almost like ashamed that they didn't have the resources necessary to obtain said box on a checklist of what we've been brainwashed to believe. Like it's a lot of fucking propaganda and bullshit, honestly. I actually really hate saying happy Thanksgiving because what it is, call it what it fucking is. You colonized an entire country of, of indigenous people and then performed mass genocide on their children, on their elders, on anybody that couldn't fucking run from you. And then on top of that, like you, you still continually discriminate against the native community. Ask me why me and my fucking roommate both have kids in the foster care system right now. Why is there dragging of feet? Why, like, how many fucking phone numbers do I have to call to get shit done? Or am I just some, like, crazy drunk native? Is that what that is? Because it seems to be a pretty fucking prominent theme amongst the native culture, what we're constantly told. It's fucked up. 
you go through that much ancestral trauma where you've got fucking the trail of tears. I mean, my sister's mom in that school. Ask me how fucking my sister's childhood was. Go ahead. (laughs) It wasn't fucking gravy. I'll tell you that. It was pretty fucked up. It's amazing that she has the resiliency to overcome what she's gone through. But there's a reason why you have generations of abuse stemming from ancestral trauma of mass genocide. Of course, that particular group of people are going to have coping issues, addiction issues, mental health. And yet you're going to sit back and be like, oh, they're all like that. They all just live off the government. No, bitch, fuck you. This is our fucking land and we're still being discriminated against. So go fuck yourself. Like, I don't want to say happy Thanksgiving. I don't fuck with Thanksgiving anymore. I literally don't fuck with it anymore. I like turkey. I can get behind the concept of being grateful, but I think we need to call shit out for what it is. And it was mass genocide and I don't support it. I don't want to remind the natives of this fucking day, not to mention the constant and continuous abuse that we get from society and their perceptions of what we're capable of and what, what we have in value systems or our mental health and our stability and finances. Like go fuck yourself. For real. You want to find some fucking real ass people. Find some native people. Black people. (laughs) People that overcome a lot of fucking shit. All the shit that everyone says doesn't exist. Is fucking there still. I think I have to get gas. I'm sorry. I'm on a bit of a a tangent. One could almost say that I was racist toward white people. But that's not actually accurate. I just think that it's easier to be not, you know, fucking bothered if you're white. And I'm a little resentful of it. But I have also passed for white. So there's a there's a mixture there. I am blended. I have a white mom and a native dad. So easy to do both, I suppose. Uh, I'm going to get gas. Let me call you guys. Yeah, let me call you right back. I'm going to continue this podcast after this mon- momentary momentary break. It's going to be a minute. Just that. Love you. Well, for you, it's going to be like two seconds. For me, it's going to be like five minutes. All right, bye. Oh, hey. It's your girl, Kilowatt. I'm back. Watching some motherfucker in a truck do cookies around somebody parked. And now it looks like they're just a bunch of kids, like, chilling. Being little rebels. Anyway. Yeah. So, I don't, uh, I don't necessarily like... Uh, I don't like Thanksgiving because it's based on an I like an ideology of a false narrative that perpetuates misogyny and also fucking racism. <laughs> it's it should be National Day of Mourning as I as I think I read in the newspaper earlier. That's what the natives are t- they're just calling it. Happy National Day of Mourning because they slaughtered everybody in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. So if you put all those people together, there were 69 tribes based along the very first uh, spot where the Mayflower touched down and started taking over. Um, And then they ended up like, you know, giving us blankets filled with plagues from Europe, kidnapping our children and selling them as slaves in Europe. And in fact, one of the very first translators, the guy that made it all possible to translate and bamboozle the natives was a guy named Squanto who was bought and sold into slavery when he was a child. So wouldn't be the first time they stole native children and it still goes on today. I rest my case. So <laughs> I don't know. Today was just different. I, I felt, uh, I don't want to say I felt bummed out, but I like to recognize when I'm buying into the things like 
Should I be sad? Well, I'm sad most of the time. I'm, I'm bummed out that my son had to spend it in foster care. I got a bomb dropped on me the other day. I'm being garnished. That's fucking great. Good timing for that. Always right before Christmas and right after some type of emergency. Um, and so that's fun to experience. And um, so Christmas is going to blow this year. That's great. And then second... Um, my son, his caseworker and I were speaking and she said, well, it's looking like there's a wait list. So it's going to take about three weeks before you can get evaluated and assessed uh, and, and connect with you for DHS. And I said, cool. So no Christmas. She goes, probably January. I said, great. Fucking great. Because <laughs> I knew I, would, I was going to have to tell Jake who is having a really hard time, a really, really hard time. I reached out to Brent and I asked him to talk to Jake today and Jake said he shot him a text. So solid, solid dude. Thanks for that. That's great. Um, but yeah, Jacob just needs to know that he has family, you know, he doesn't hit my mom. Didn't talk to me all day. Fucking Jake's papa's dog just died. So he's like devastated same as my mom's cat like it's just strange how the parallels happen between the family members it's kind of funny (sighs) I had a really sweet guy today (laughs) he met me when I dropped or I picked up his brother after Thanksgiving at their house and he walked his brother down to the bus stop and he was he's like you know attractive dude and he fucking waits at the bus stop on my way back, like down the street from his house, I guess. He said he waited for every single bus to pass by because I told him that, you know, I got off at nine or something. And so he sat there for almost two hours waiting for me to come back um, in order to ask me out. And I was like, dude, like, that's so romantic and sweet. (laughs) That's pretty fucking sweet, dude. I'm so sorry because I've already, I really am like committed to not being in a thing my kids really fucking need me right now. They really fucking need me. And I am not going to get distracted from what I need to focus on just because I'm fucking lonely. And just because I want to have a network of friends again or family, you know, I'm not gonna do that. I can't lead somebody on. I'm going to be pretty fucking upfront about the fact that I cannot be in a relationship right now. I can't, I, there's nothing there, man. I, and so I just said, you know, I hate to tell you this, but I just got out of like a really fucked up situation and my kids need me really bad right now. And I'm just trying to keep my shit together. And I said, so I don't want to, I don't want to deter you by, you know, like trying to do something this romantic for somebody else ever again, because I'll tell you what, that is the sweetest, most romantical thing anybody's done uh minus the time that my ex brad (coughs) sorry uh (coughs) it's actually b squared b2 uh b2 b squared the second brad uh saw me once at camp lejeune and realized that i work for domino's so he sat there and he spent like $300 on chicken kickers. He would order one box of chicken kickers every fucking time. And then <laughs> I went to his, 
to his um his room because they have barracks there and I was delivering you know the chicken kickers because our uh the C I think her I think it was CSM yeah CSM which is just customer service manager uh our CSM pulled me aside and said look I can send you to go with someone this motherfucker has been calling over and over and over again he's fucking irritating us like he's he's gonna go through our entire supply of chicken kickers he sounds like he's drunk he doesn't sound like a creep she said we can send someone with you but he really wants to meet you and I was like oh my god that's so funny so I went and when this fucking stunning man opened the door I was like get the fuck out of here dude like yes I want your number (laughs) but then I saw on the receipt his name was Brad and my ex was Brad and I was like oh fuck this so I ran away I was like, this is a fucking sign. I am not fucking with someone with the same name. Um, and, and eventually, like, he had, I had to call to figure out where the room was. And so he kept harassing me uh, via text. And it was like, it wasn't like harassment, but he was like being funny and charming. And I was like, okay, fine. But, uh, yeah, that's real that happened and it was really romantic and so today something equally romantic happened and I was like oh my god there are romantic motherfuckers out here that's fucking great I'm down one day I'll be down but not today dude so I told him that I said listen you're very attractive and you're very you look very well kept and you're very like love you're a lovely person and in any other context or time in my life I might say yeah and I'm sorry that I can't say yeah because this is gonna I'm not gonna fucking lead your shit on man I can't I can't do that I just can't I'm gonna be real up front I'm gonna be real up front I'm my kids are my priority and that is not gonna change and I'm so sorry (laughs) but they already feel like their shit is on fire and I'm not trying to confuse them with any motherfuckers coming to my house so <sighs> yeah, his name was Carter. He was in a nice bucket. He was super cute. Nice dude. I felt really bad. I felt so bad. But I had, to, I had to be real. I had to be straight up. My last passenger of the night was a bit of a uh, kind of questionable character. Not um, just like, I'll give you for like, here's an example of what happened. I'll tell you like a brief rundown. He gets on at Fremont. And he hops off at Flavel. And in the middle of that trip, he starts off by asking me if I like to murder. (laughs) But the bus is incredibly quiet, right? And he says it's super cash. He's like, hey, do you like to murder? And I was like, oh, murder? Like, Like kill people? He goes, yeah. I go, well, you know... I'm not really like invested in that idea. I'm really invested in making TikToks, but you know, everybody's got their preference, you know? And (laughs) I said it just like that. And he goes, yeah, I, I get that. I said, but I'll tell you what, I make a really good serial killer because nobody see that shit coming. I'm the fucking nicest bus driver on the planet. I'd get away with it. Nobody would see that. Everybody would be like, oh, she's so nice. She's like, best bus driver ever. But secretly, I'd just like skulk about at night, just like hunting Prius drivers down. That'd be fucking bomb. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I would know what to do with the bodies because I've watched enough serial killer documentaries. It's fucking priceless. Uh, no, but then... uh <sighs> Side note, 
Tesla is the new Prius. <laughs> Fuck the Teslas, dude. Those goddamn pretentious assholes. Ugh. Never, never again. Anyway, I feel like everybody, every time somebody buys a Tesla, Bernie Sanders cries a little bit inside. They're just fucking dicks to him. So anyway, he asked me about the murder. And then um, one of my passengers gets on and says, oh, yeah, what's up, man? Like, because uh, he calls me man because I say man, dude, bro, all the time. Like, I'm fucking Wayne's World. And he goes, what's up, man? And I go, yeah, happy, you know, happy genocide day. <laughs> so I tell people. And he's like, yeah, I just love my mom's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Your hair looks great. When's the last time I saw you? It was short. Your hair looks great. It looks really good. And then the dude jumps up, like, really fast. Like, the, the questionable fellow that was inquiring about my murder preferences jumps up, looks at the guy. I think he's going to hit him. And he goes, call it what it is. It's fucking beautiful. And the guy was like, it's. Yeah, no, it it is fucking beautiful. Yes, it's fucking beautiful. And the guy's like, thank you. And he sits down like a fucking weirdo. I was like, okay, that was fucking weird. But I didn't, I didn't call attention to it because a lot of the times people get on the bus with fucking intentions to fight and fuck shit up. Like they get on and they're, they're mad. They're really fucking mad and they want to let it out on someone. And so... <laughs> Like, me and my friend were like, what was that about? Like, you can see it in the eyes. Like, you're like, okay. And, like, uh, dude sits back down. And we all participate in this really deep conversation about therapy, self-therapy, and what that looks like and how you can be consistent in it. Different, different methods and techniques, like checking in with yourself, keeping a journal, meditating, recognizing your limits and setting healthy boundaries. Like we were having a really nice conversation, all three of us. It was just all three of us fucking having this deep little spiritual talk. And it was funny because in my head, I was like, that other guy was about to fuck that guy up because he didn't call my hair beautiful. (laughs) Then we move on to being Zen characters and talking about Don Miguel Ruiz and the mastery of love. Like it was like hilarious. He's like, Oh my God, have you read the four agreements? And we were all like, yeah, I love that book. And like, it was totally nerding out on self-help book shit. Like we're all crazy. And so, uh, then towards the end, like he's getting off at Flavelle and right before close, he goes, yeah, man, like I was about to take, and he had this knife. He had like a knife. He showed it, he pulled it out of his pocket and that scared the shit out of me. He goes, I was about to take this knife and plunge it into my family, but this is my self-therapy right now. I'm going for a walk. And then I said, I pulled him aside and I said, listen, I said, I want you to remember this. Okay. He goes, okay. I said, the moment that you do that, you're going to regret everything that you did and you're going to lose your fucking mind. I said, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. I said, you only get one life to, to fucking roll out with these people with this group of your soul tribe like you only get one shot (laughs) one opportunity (laughs) like I'm fucking Eminem trying to stop a murder and uh I said you only get one shot with these people these children your wife like you only get to have them in this life never if you do that you will never get to be their their father or her husband ever again there's always a moment where your path changes and then you become the guy that took her away from them or you become the guy that fucking murdered his babies and left his wife for dead. Like 
you become that fucking guy and and then your karmic path is set and you're gonna have to pay back a lot of fucking hurt and I don't want that for you because you got a beautiful soul and he goes you know what you're right I said I know I'm right that's why I said it (laughs) and then he was like all right I'll hit you up later have a good day and I was like oh my god I'm so glad I fucking said that shit that guy was gonna go murder people what the fuck dude like I don't know if it's true if it holds any merit but that was like maybe it was him trying to mind fuck with me but like truthfully happy fucking mass genocide day dude like what a way to end it I'm almost to Braylon's uh yeah I'll 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 talk to you guys later I'm really tired I have to pick up a plate of food for my friend Felicia if she's still awake I don't even know I'm I just thought to podcast because all that shit was in my brain. But yeah, don't be sad if you didn't have anybody to hang out with. Don't be sad if your family's small. Don't be upset if you couldn't afford the food. You know, just just be grateful for what you do have. Like, that's all that we can do. Um, I, I do want to recognize the mass genocide that happened in 1621. And the fucking 69 tribal members, like 69 tribes... And every tribal member that spanned across Massachusetts and Rhode Island that was totally fucking murdered and wiped out by plagues. Purposely wiped out by plagues. Uh, So take a moment, say a prayer for the, the souls that are still trying to fix that karmic debt, especially the the descendants of the of the natives, because we just cannot seem to overcome um, ancestral trauma. Because we continually repeat toxic patterns of abuse and addiction um, as a direct result from the mass genocide that happened to our people. So I love you. Thank you so much for listening to my little snippet. And I I hope that you had at least a moment to just collect your thoughts today and, and be grateful for what you have. Spend some time with some loved ones as well as uh, recognizing that that you are uh, perfectly fine every day of the year and you're perfectly fine today. So I love you and I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.